Sumner program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sam. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian, Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wanky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is going to help with some tips on how to kickstart your journey to a plant-based lifestyle. She is a certified clinical nutritionist, chiropractor, and functional medicine doctor. Dr. Vicki Peterson joins me by phone. Hi, Vicki. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. What is a functional medicine doctor? What functional medicine is, is an approach by which you look at the body as a whole and you get to the underlying cause of why malfunction is occurring rather than it it's, doesn't use a lot of medication necessarily but tries to balance the parts of the body responsible for your malfunction, whether it's heart disease, diabetes, obesity, autoimmune disease, and naturally restore function to those parts of the body so that you can actually reverse chronic disease processes so it works beautifully so it, it's it's um it's not an md a lot of different types of doctors are functional medicine doctors so mds do's dc's you know yeah so it's not particular to um a classification of doctor as it is the training that you engage in once you have your doctorate gotcha um now, you've got your work cut out for you, Vicky, because I, <laughs> I, I, I am. Um, you tell. <laughs> I, I, I am a red meat lover, and yeah. and you know, born and raised in the Midwest, and you know, I've I've just got this this 
mindset that I haven't eaten a meal unless it has meat and potatoes. Understood. And so, and I've talked to a great many people who, you know, encourage uh, a plant-based diet or at least increasing the 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 amount of plant-based food in your diet um, mm-hmm. and, and cutting back on some of the uh, the animal foods mm-hmm. but well, without getting too personal <laughs> you can make it up but I mean is it, in other words the first step is is there anything you would like to improve about how you feel day to day or if you're on, you know, like medication. Again, you don't have to reveal any of this. But yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm an open yeah. book, Vicki. And, and, you know, the first thing on my list is I would really like to get out and see my friends again. <laughs> but, oh, God. But, <laughs> We're with you. <laughs> but, but let's go past that because there, there are a number of things that, that come to mind. I would like to lose some weight. I've picked up a okay. few COVID pounds from what I like to call boredom eating. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I want to talk about that, but I, but I also want to talk about how someone can transition because you can't, you can't go from steak and double baked potato with, you know, a few uh, stalks of asparagus on the side um, right. to all of a sudden eating a salad. You know, they, it, exactly. that, that would never work for me. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, you know, some tips are, um, the first one I like to say is start slowly. So in other words, don't just dive into uh, 100% uh, and, unless there's some critical life-threatening um, disease process that you have that, that really requires you to do so. But generally speaking, start slowly. Meatless Mondays came out of this whole concept, which is, you know, you pick a single day and you just say, I'm going to eschew meat, you know. Does that include fish? But it, it does. It does. But once again, starting slow, it wouldn't necessarily have to. Uh, because if you're getting a nice, high-quality uh, piece of fish, that's, that's a good way to go as well. And uh, the second thing you mentioned, which is what your plate looks like, you know, because in the United States, you go out to a nice restaurant, and as you said, the two, the two stocks of asparagus said it very well. You know, yeah. it's kind of an afterthought, you know. It's like, oh, oh, we needed a little color. Yeah, it's almost like it, a garnish. <laughs> it, no, it is. It is. And, and you really want to slowly reverse engineer your plate to where the meat is, is more of a garnish, but... Um, another thing to look at, you know, and it depends on your upbringing and, and uh, whether you cook or not, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But finding things in the plant-based kingdom that you enjoy eating and uh, with maybe, it's, maybe it's more fruits and vegetables to start out or you say, well, I love a spring asparagus or I do love broccoli, you know, whatever it is that you really like, kind of embrace that. Yeah, those are two of my favorites. I'm also uh, very keen on uh, spinach. Great. That's beautiful. Wonderful. Um, And so you sort of embrace those things you like and say, you know, I'm I'm just going to play the game of whatever quantity I'd normally eat. I'm just going to double it, you know, and I'm going to prepare it really well. And, you know, I saute my broccoli, so hearkening back to the Mediterranean diet, which is 
for sure one of the healthier diets you can eat for longevity and avoiding degenerative now, disease. Vicki, yeah, when you say saute uh, broccoli, uh-huh. you're not talking about in butter, salt, and pepper. I'm not, but I am talking <laughs> about either avocado oil or uh, olive, avocado oil or olive oil, and it's a very quick saute if you like garlic or shallots or onions, you know, you do a little a little saute of those because those are incredibly good for you. And then you put that broccoli in and, and you just, you know, sh- shake the pan around, put a lid on it for two minutes. It's, it's beautiful, uh, bright, bright green. And that's what I tell patients all the time. It's like the vegetable should be beautiful, you know, because overcooked broccoli or, or spinach or what have you, um, you know, it's just, gray green you know it, it doesn't look pretty anymore and uh if you don't want to overcook it like that so a quick saute and then you can put your salt and pepper you can put other uh seasonings on it and yeah i always say when i'm traveling and I, i'm like well i'm plant-based and, and i was like please please do not bring me any steamed vegetables i will be very upset at you <laughs> you know like, <laughs> well I see i like flavor to, profile <laughs> i i like to cook and and that sounds wonderful oh, to me i yeah. i don't know about the avocado but you know um yeah well visit my website i have literally 400 different recipes and every single one of them is plant-based so yeah i was going to ask you, you about that um, yeah yeah and and another thing is, uh, and and we were talking, we were kind of making fun of my couple little sprouts of asparagus, but um, yeah, <laughs> but I um, and and I really have more <laughs> asparagus on my plate than two, but <laughs> but um, because I really that's that's one of my favorite, uh, you know, one of my favorite meals is is really mm-hmm. a steak and, and a, maybe a double baked potato and a fairly healthy portion of asparagus. And, um, but I want to get back to this idea of portions because as I was discussing with somebody the other day, you know, every time I, a lot of us go to fast food places and the portions are, are almost cartoony, (laughs) you know, they have these big jumbo buckets of soda and there's always an arrow pointing to it saying best value. You know, and and right. we get yeah. encouraged for, what? <laughs> for home. Yeah, and and I find myself as I as I get older, and I'm in my sixties now, that portion size is almost always too much. Yeah, Agreed. you know, if I if I have a burger and fries, I really only want a couple of French fries. I don't need that whole big basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the fast food. We just we we really should talk about this because the ingredients are so bad and they literally pay very very smart food engineers to ensure you're addicted to their food and they put chemicals in that food that that keep you coming back and keep you wanting more and uh they, as I said, they pay very bright minds to be food engineers. You probably remember the documentary Supersize Me. It's quite old now, but uh, I thought it was very well done as, oh, yeah. as far as taking this healthy person and watching what his blood values did. His doctors were begging him, and, you know, I don't know, just a couple of weeks, like, good Lord, what are you doing to yourself, you know? And he's, <laughs> he goes, well, I'm supersizing myself, you know? 
And he was, you know, literally being told you're you're killing yourself with this food in very short order. And he also documented his addiction of it's like this is this is what I'm thinking about. I, I'm thinking about this this next meal because there are centers in your brain that are addictive centers and they play into that. And I mean sugar is more addictive than cocaine. They've proven this again and again and again. And then um, there's uh, gluten receptors, so wheat, rye, barley, and then also dairy receptors. And it's interesting when we think about comfort foods, the way we Americans call comfort foods, uh, they all have one or the other of these three ingredients, if not all three, you know, which is um, like a donut. You know, it's got the dairy, it's got the sugar, it's got the wheat, um, apple pie, what, what have you. So really planning your life and planning your day so as to never set foot inside a fast food restaurant again uh, would be a, a brilliant first step because... Well, that I got a lot easier quality. once my kids were grown and gone. Okay, great, good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, we're not going to cry over spilt milk, but, you know, it, it's a terrible thing to do to children to get them started on that, so... Uh, and and I know it's fun, and they have games and blah blah blah. But no, it, it's we, it's awful, awful, awful food uh, for for your body, and it's why America ranks so very low of in the developed nations um, list of 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 health. I mean, we're we're right at the bottom. It's it's awful, and yet the beauty is that it's been proven that the way supersized. Um, Supersize Me showed a guy being taken down in short order. You can turn it around. I always tell my patients, you know, your body does not hold a grudge. Thank goodness. You know? <laughs> True. <laughs> it, it doesn't say, listen, how many years have you been doing this to me? You know, it, it literally takes help very graciously and, and begins to change. So these steps are, are really worth it. And also play the game that you're going to get yourself the highest quality animal protein when you do buy it, you know, that's the organic, free-range, grass-fed, and you're not going to find that in any fast food restaurant, needless to say, and to go out and get it, you'd, you'd have to be ab absolutely paying a pretty penny, so then you start saying, okay, I'm only going to eat out if I can get this highest, highest quality, or I'm only going to eat it at home, you know, if I purchase it, and then you'll, you know, eat smaller amounts, and you'll kind of treasure the moment because it costs you three times more or four times more than you're used to paying. Um, but, but as you change, all of a sudden, if, if you do go back to the, the bad stuff, it, it won't taste good to you anymore. Now, this, this takes different lengths of time for different people. But I've had people who, you know, predominantly plant-based, they were traveling, they grabbed something, and they were just like, I was kind of repulsed by it. I kind of felt sick. And you go, wow, that was the stuff I used to live on before. So your your body will change if you give it the opportunity because the nutrients in the plant-based food are so reparative and um, they give your body so much good fuel that you don't like the crap anymore, quite frankly. Um, Vicki, I, I want to dig down on some more of the uh, tips about transitioning to plant-based foods, um, but I have to take a break here. Can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, my guest is Dr. Vicki Peterson, and we're going to talk about uh, 
tips to help kickstart your journey to a plant-based lifestyle, but we're going to let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490.
Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. The Tom Sumner program.com. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner program. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is the Tom Sumner program, and uh, my guest this hour is helping us uh, figure out how to become less carnivore and more herbivore. <laughs> she is a certified clinical nutritionist, chiropractor, and functional medicine doctor. Dr. Vicki Peterson joins me by phone. Vicki, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. That's okay. Um, just before the break, you had mentioned, we were talking a little bit about fast food, and you talked about the movie Super Size Me and how bad food, uh, fast food was uh, for all of us, but especially for kids. And it reminded me of a little, uh, a little trick I played on uh, my oldest daughter when, uh, when she was a little girl, and she absolutely loved the animated film Land Before Time. And the the mm-hmm. main character Littlefoot was the name of this little dinosaur in the animated series, who was always on the hunt for green food. So every everything that was you know a green vegetable became green food, and she would gobble it down. Brilliant! That we used to do that with our kids. We would make broccoli and and cut it and hold it and say you know it's a little tree and. Are you going to start at the bottom? Or are you going to start at the top? And you know, it just you play, you just play games with it. I mean, some of the most horrible things I've heard adults say to me is, "Oh, I was told as a kid that um, I, I was told as a kid that that green food was awful, but I might outgrow it." It's like, good lord, what are you trying to do? Or, or the other thing was, so, <laughs> you, you didn't get dessert unless you finished it all. Right. So the only reason. To yes. eat something good for for you was so that you could get something that might be bad for you. Yeah, I remember as a kid <laughs> going to a neighbor's house and, you know, and it was not a special day. It wasn't a holiday or birthday or whatever, and they, they had dessert after dinner. And I was like, why, why do you have dessert? Is it somebody's birthday? And it's like, no, we always have dessert after dinner. And I went home, and I'm like, Mom, <laughs> what's the deal with the other people in this neighborhood are eating dessert every day because <laughs> we, we had it as a special occasion type of thing. I, you know, it's interesting. I, I have a little sweet tooth uh, after I eat a meal, but I've, I've been able to curb it a little bit because I just want a little something sweet. could be, you know, half a glass of chocolate milk or not even a fistful, maybe two or three M&Ms. You know, just a little something sweet after I eat dinner. What's that about? Well, it, it has to do with a couple of things. One, you could just, it doesn't sound like you're too much of a sugar addict because you're not consuming very much. Um, but what can occur is your meal wasn't actually very nutritious for you ah. for, for such a big variety of reasons. But what your body is telling you is that I didn't get enough of a, of a lift from that meal and now I want a quick fix. And that's where the sugar craving comes from. So... Uh, it wasn't balanced for you. You didn't digest it properly. Uh, there was more negative components in the food than positive. But I always t- 
tell patients, like your cells are saying, yeah, I saw it go in your mouth. We didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still hungry. And this is your cell talking. And and that's where that, you know, got to have something sweet now because that goes in like a freight train. You know, the, the sugar goes, you know, in very into your cells very, very quickly. It's terrible, but it, it does go in very quickly and it gives you that, that lift. So that's where, and I, I literally am a card-carrying genetic sugar addict. So there, there, is, there is genetics associated with it. And uh, so I know what it's like to be really addicted. And if you told me, you know, decades ago that I could take it or leave it at any given point, I would have told you you were nuts. But that's exactly <laughs> what's happened <laughs> with improving my health and balancing everything. And I literally don't even like it anymore. And I never have that craving. Like, I'm completely satisfied after a healthy meal. So, you know, we'd have to delve in. I mean, my clinic is root cause medical clinic. It's, the, you know, where it's all about that, the reason why for you. And it's, and it's very tailored to each individual because it has to be. We're not the same people or genetics or history or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But generally speaking, that's what that means is that your body didn't get nourished enough by what you just ate. Now, I'm looking at some of the tips that that you recommend for getting started on a plant-based diet. In the last segment, we talked a little bit about starting slow, which appeals to me. Um, but, but you also talk about identifying your favorite plant-based foods and that appeals to me because, um, because so often when I talk to nutritionists, they start recommending things that I couldn't imagine myself eating. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we talked about earlier and you mentioned your asparagus and broccoli and spinach and I applauded you for those, that, that those are very, very healthy and then. You know, what are some nuts and seeds and, and maybe beans that, that you like? And what's interesting about, you know, beans and legumes that you can put them in things and not really know that they're there. I mean, my goodness, I have a brownie recipe with black beans in it, you know, that you would, <laughs> <laughs> you got no sugar, no dairy, no flour. But, but do, but and do it's they, loaded with black beans. <laughs> but do they take on the textural uh, uh, place of, of like maybe nuts? In a brownie? Oh, the beans? Um, no, they're they're more of a um, more of a base, like a flour, actually. Oh, in this really? Particular, yeah, in this particular one. Um, but yeah, the, the of course nuts are nuts are great as well. And you know, soy tofu uh, has been soy has been given such a bad rap, completely erroneously. Well, so, some places uh, have done some really horrible things with it. Oh yeah, it's got to be organic. It can't. It can't be GMO. Um, but if uh, the concept that soy has negative um, effects on hormones, just inherent to itself, that was faulty research, and it unfortunately falls into the tell a lie often enough, and it becomes the truth. And quote unquote, everyone knows avoid soy, and and it's really too bad because, as I said, the research was completely faulty uh it's been proven what is correct over and over again but it just it can't it's having trouble making a dent into all the the faulty data but suffice to say it's uh very high in protein 
and um, you can use, you know, soy milk and smoothies, and just make sure it's organic. It's got to be organic and not loaded with sugar. I mean, there's a lot of different companies out there that, that will put sugar in it, and there's no there's no need. But tofu is something you can put in, um, I mean, you can put it in just pretty much anything, and it, it, it truly tastes like nothing. So uh, it's an easy way to up the protein content of a, uh, that's such a bad sell meal. for tofu <laughs> that it tastes like it's nothing. What? That's such yes, a bad yes. sell well, for tofu. Yeah, then no, it's true. Now you can make it make it taste quite good. You can marinate it. You can bake it, and you know, kind of a, like have an Asian uh, flair to it. So we we do that, and you can kind of get it a little crispy. And so because I I know you like to cook, so I'm throwing out these ideas. Yeah, but uh, yeah, now you can definitely have fun with it, and it can be. Um, the star of the show, or you can covertly put it in, you know, your kids, you know, marinara, and they <laughs> they won't know it's there. So you know, you can serve it over pasta, and they, you know, they just they they don't know that you've loaded the tomato sauce up with a, a lot of tofu, and it's now high protein. Trick them again. Um, yep. In a good way. <laughs> exactly. Um, you also talk about planning ahead, which I think a lot of people don't do enough with any plan in mind. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And and this can be a number of different things. If you like to cook like yourself, I always sort of exhale with a sigh of relief when patients say, no, I like to cook. I'm like, oh, good. Because if you like to cook, then... You'll start having fun with trying new things, and you can put your own flair on it. Um, and then it's a matter of, okay, is it the sort of thing where Sunday you cook up some food and some you freeze and some you put in, you know, Tupperware containers, and it's just ready for you for, for the week? I mean, food's only going to last for three days. If you're cooking it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday's it, right? So what are you going to do on, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? That's where you've frozen some things or or you've partially prepared some things, or at least you've washed all your vegetables and, and they're, they're ready to go, but, but you've, you've prepared ahead and, and you've, got, you've got something you can grab without saying, I've got no time. And, and that's really, really the key. Maybe you make your smoothie the night before or you make your um, gluten-free oatmeal the night before. You know, there's so many ways, but, it's, but it is that, you're worth it and your health and longevity is worth it and avoiding these degenerative diseases or getting you off dangerous medication, it is worth it to take that time. And then if you're someone who hates the kitchen and you hate to cook, then just get help, you know, then decide that some of your budget is worth <laughs> is worth getting help. There's food services um, that will come and prepare meals or you can just buy them prepared and you just have to heat them up um, or enjoy them cool depending on the season um, so it's it's as I said it's just worth it to figure it out and so at our clinic we have a whole team of doctors including a registered dietitian and and that's the game is figuring out what is it that will make your life easy and you know you and I love to cook so for us it's fun for me it's relaxing for somebody else it's a horror story, you know, <laughs> right, and right. they say, listen, well, I'll, I'll pay whatever, you know, I will take some of my, my budget to pay extra for someone to, to deliver food to me. Like, great. Okay. 
and well, and and we and and we've been having food delivered to us in in ways over the last year <laughs> that that we never exactly. would have thought of a year ago or two years ago. It's true. And it's true. But my question is, you know, for a lot of us who, you know, maybe live in the valley of the neon sign. Um, you know, where it's, you know, Bob's best ribs and, you know, best steak in town. And, you know, there's, there's all this push. How do you wade through all that to find the right sources when you're shopping for food to be prepared for you or delivered to you? Well, if you're finding, yeah, if you're finding, um, what I was talking about was, was not calling your local, you know, Bob's Big Ribs <laughs> and asking them to deliver your dinner. Yeah. Um, my food delivery service would be actually a chef that prepares, you know, either two or three days worth of meals and delivers delivers it to your house. And they're those types of services. And they will cater to your needs. Like just say, wow, I really want to go stronger plant-based. And then any meats or fishes I want of the very, very highest quality. And there are... There are people that do that. Um, and and, and you know, what's a good to, way to, to search for and, and uh, sort of vet those places? You know, I would just um, I would just throw it in the search engine and just say near me, and you'll probably come up with a, a large variety. And some will be more of the the gourmet, you know, which is you know your your favorite butter and. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and then you know a, sort of a gourmet chef and then others will be health health-minded you know uh and and that's what you want you want the health-minded variety where they're getting your organic produce and they're um but are there key words to look for i would say um healthy chef maybe yeah. or uh healthy food service or um you know plant-based food service or plant-based chefs and you know you'll have to sort of dig around um to to find them but i mean here in my area there's a lot of them uh and it just and it depends on whether you want to get the ingredients you know raw and then they have a a step-by-step how to cook it and for some people that can be a nice gradient to learn how to cook because it's just a step-by-step direction type of thing you know literally take this and now do this and then do that. And, you know, and at, at the end of it, you go, wow, I, I did that, you know, and you get a little more excited about cooking or then it goes all the way to just deliver it to me. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have to do anything other than eat it. So there's, there's a wide range. And of course you're, you're paying more depending on how, how, how little you yourself are doing. But um, yeah, it, it, as I said, your health is worth it for sure. And, and, of course, it should go without saying, but yet you add it anyway, always aim for high quality. But you're talking about a different kind of high quality um, if you are planning to, for example, eat animal-based products. And I would imagine that some caution is, is probably in order for how plant-based products are, are uh, grown yeah, and fertilized sure. and so on. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, avoiding an anything. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, avoiding anything with GMO is ideal. 
definitely avoiding it, anything with GMO. And then learning your dirty dozen and clean 15. So the dirty dozen are the fruits and vegetables that have the highest pesticide count versus the clean 15 are the ones you can get away with not having to have organic. So your avocados, your broccoli, and uh, your asparagus, I'm pretty sure on the clean 15. Your spinach, I absolutely know, is on the dirty dozen. So that means that if you're enjoying your spinach, it has to be organic. Ditto for strawberries, apples, um, bell peppers. There's, there's, you know, there's a dozen of them. Is that, uh, is that more of a concern? Added. Is that more of a concern with fruits? Than vegetables? No, it's no it's fruits. No, it's fruits and vegetables. I mean, kale was recently added. Unfortunately, as kale got more popular as as uh, being uh, good for you and healthier, unfortunately, they started, you know, to, I guess increase the size of the crop. I'm not I'm not sure of the or- origination of why, but it's now on the the dirty list, and it never used to be. So it's it's something you want to look at. And I used to just have it in my phone um, till till I had it memorized you know and then we'd be at the farmer's market my husband was like this is an organic i'm like that one's fine you know <laughs> and he goes strawberries i'm like no it's got to be organic <laughs> so uh and we, we we strive for organic as as much as possible regardless but it's good to know the you know the no-go list and that would be your dirty dozen and and what about you know as people go to the stores um and and I'm thinking about, you know, your regular neighborhood grocery store, but also farmer's markets as well. There are a lot of things that claim to be health conscious. Um, you know, we, we see phrases like free range and um, grass fed and, and, and some of these things. What are, uh, what are the chances that some of the things we're seeing in the stores aren't really those things, that, that they're mislabeled or um, using words that trick us into believing that they're those things? Yes. Um, the, the labeling laws are such that there's, there's some good stringent laws, and then things like healthy or natural means nothing. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Organic. You can go to a whole section of a grocery store, and sure. everything is natural. I mean, it's natural ice cream, and right. it, you know, yeah. it's it's healthy chocolate cake. You know, <laughs> I mean, everybody's yeah, exactly. trying. Everybody's trying to pass off their products as exactly not being and, as and bad so for ha- you. No, you're absolutely right. Now they can't say. Truly can't say organic if it's not. Um, and uh, but as far as like you know the free range grass fed, um, they shouldn't. They should not be able to to lie about that. I think where we get into trouble is the prepackaged foods that really, by all rights, you want to stay away from anyway. You know, you really want to stay around that perimeter of the grocery store and get food in its natural form. So you're buying the fruit, you're buying the vegetable, uh, you're buying the potato, you're not buying the potato chip and, you know, and all all the things that have been done to it with, with bad oils and, and even nuts and seeds. You know, you're you're buying raw nuts and uh, boy, I used to I used to hate raw nuts. It was like if it's not salted and roasted and Unfortunately, you're you're turning a good fat into a bad fat by the time 
you've roasted it because now it's rancid. And so, uh, it, it, you know, your palate changes just like your, um, I got away from sugar and so many people do. It's the same thing with, with real healthy food. And, uh, you know, I, I toast my own nuts. I mean, that takes two minutes, and you can put that on a salad or, you know, on a, on a lot sure. of different things or in your, in, your, in your brownies made with beans. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you toast them, and it, it takes a very short amount of time, and it brings out great flavor. I have a granola recipe on my, on my site. Uh, so there's just so many things you can do, and, you know, your palate does, does change, and you just sort of have to educate it and just don't don't go to that prepackaged aisle look you know look for ideas and goodness knows the internet has made it so easy to find any recipe in the world you would ever want um and as i said on my site we have hundreds of them and I, and i talk you i talk you through it you know like we have um we have one for as i said granola or just you know like a banana bread and and things that you know, you might have a craving for, or um, you know, you 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 miss uh, spaghetti and meat sauce, but I don't. But if there's no meat in it, but you'd think it was, you know. And and so I I talk through the ingredients and why it works, and you know, so it's not just a recipe. And I think you know that really helps people. And you know, I, you know, they say, "Oh, write a cookbook," and so it's like I'm constantly adding to this you know list of recipes because. It, it's gotten easier as um, natural foods. I shouldn't say the word natural, but um, <laughs> I should, what does that mean? Nothing. Um, but de- unaberrated foods are, are on the market more and more. And, um, you know, they've made butter, is that butter out of coconut oil and, and, cashew, and cashews, you know, and it tastes pretty darn good, you know. When you, you buy that in your asparagus. When you buy <laughs> fresh produce, um, it, does does cleaning it thoroughly um, does that mitigate the impact of of pesticides or not really? No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Unfortunately, it's it's really penetrated into the the fruit or vegetable, and and that's actually why a lot of the the clean fifteen, um, you know, like bananas. You don't have to worry about it as much. I, I think sometimes the thicker the skin, you know, it, it penetrates uh, less. But generally speaking, yeah, you just you definitely want to wash them and let put them in a colander and let them dry off, and then um, put them in something with some paper towels, and they they last longer, and that's great. But uh, it it also depends on the type of of fruit or vegetable. Like a red cabbage will stay in your refrigerator, you know, for so so long, and it's not fussy. And it doesn't have to be organic. It's very cheap, but it's really good for you. You know, so there's certain things that hold up really well. And then, you know, then there's the raspberries. You buy them on day one and day two, they're moldy, you know. Right, (laughs) uh, It's just kind of the nature of certain fruits and vegetables. But uh, it has to do with, you know, the the farmers and the the bugs that like to eat them and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, generally speaking, organic. But I think if you if you learn about that dirty dozen, that will at least prevent you from eating the really offensive ones. Well, Dr. Vicki Peterson is my guest, and uh, Dr. Vicki, we've got to wrap it up here. But I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more. What is the uh, the website, please? Oh, it's rootcausemedicalclinics.com. 
and well, we have um, a telemedicine clinics, so it doesn't matter where you live. We can treat you locally in California, Florida, and soon to be Texas, but um, also over the phone, we do telemedicine visits. So we have a whole team of doctors working together to get to the underlying root cause of why the body is not functioning the way you want it to. Well, Vicki, thanks so much for spending this time with me this morning. Keep up the good work. Oh, it was a pleasure. You too. Take care. That was Dr. Vicki Peterson, uh, and she is, uh, let me see if I can get this right and get it in before we uh, head to break, and then we'll be back with the final edition, or the final segment, rather, of today's edition of the Tom Sumner program. Ah, yes, nutritionist. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now, and now too, and even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other, Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Sterling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Dr. Comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You are, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods 
and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Food isn't that much easier now, though. See people in the supermarket just struggling, reading things, looking around. Everyone's all upset in the supermarket. What do I eat? What am I supposed to eat? The protein, the carbohydrate, the fat content. People just see fat content, fat content. It has fat, there's fat in it. It's going to be in me. People just going up to people, you, you look okay, what are you eating? Maybe I'll eat that. <laughs> the whole supermarket is designed to break down your sense of having any kind of life outside the supermarket. It's like a casino. You know, there's no windows, no clocks, no easily accessible exits. You ever not buy anything in the supermarket and try and get out of there? There's no way out. You can't get out. People walk up to the supermarket, they really have a sense of purpose, don't they? They're walking down there, they go, all right, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that, I'm going to pay for it, I'm going to get out of here and get back to my real life. You see that same person ten minutes later just... Why did I come up this aisle anyway? This is a different aisle than I've ever been in before. Always noticing something new. Oh, they got them in mesquite flavor now. What is mesquite? Wonder if it's made from mosquitoes. There's so many subtle insults in a lot of these products. What the hell is chicken of the sea tuna? There's no chickens in the sea. What do they think? They're afraid to tell us it's a fish? Afraid we won't understand? Just put chicken on the can. They'll think it's chicken that lives in the sea. Any chickens that live in the sea. Chickens on the land, fish in the sea. Don't put chickens in the sea. That Oscar Meyer section is creepy too. This guy's inventing meat. There's no olive loaf animal as far as I know. I've never seen a pig with little pimentos in the side. 
And that other one, head cheese, whoa! Oh, I don't think so. I've always felt the words head and cheese should never be that close together for any reason. Produce is tricky too. I don't know what's the deal with the produce. I mean, every, you're supposed to know. That's so why you'd have to just fake it, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. Glad I found that one. Cantaloupes, I'm rolling them down the aisle, you know. See the way that's fading left? That one's not ready. I'm not gonna get that one. Very impressed with that seedless watermelon development. That was quite an accomplishment. Seedless watermelon. They did it. It's done. We have it now. What are they planting to grow the seedless watermelon, I wonder? Water? I mean, it's gotta be something. They haven't got the melons humping now, have they? And what kind of scientists do this kind of work anyway? You know, other scientists working on AIDS, cancer, heart disease, these guys are going, no, I wanna focus more on melon. I think that's the important area. Sure, thousands are dying needlessly, but this, that's gotta stop. And you ever try and pick up a wet one off the floor? It's almost impossible. Milk is a big problem for people in the supermarket. They're never quite sure if they have it, if they need it. They bury it way in the back in the supermarket. You gotta find it, you gotta hack your way through all the displays. Well, there it is. There's the milk. Do we have any milk? People are never really sure if they have milk. You think you have milk, we might have milk. I know there's a carton in there, I don't know how much is in there. Well, what should we do? Because you want to be sure. There's nothing worse than thinking you have milk and not having it. You know, you got the bowl set up, the cereal, the spoon, the napkin, the TV, the newspaper, everything's ready to go. You go to lift up the carton and it's too light. Ah! Or sometimes you think you need milk. Hey, we better pick up some milk. Like many of you are thinking right now. You know, he's right. Maybe we should pick up some milk. So you'll pick up some milk on the way home. And then you'll discover you already had milk. And now you got way too much milk. That's no good either. Now it's a race against the clock with the expiration date. That freaky thing. Now you're eating giant punch bowls of cereal, three meals a day. You're washing your face with milk bringing cats in from all over the neighborhood. Hurry up and drink it! Come on, it's almost time! How do they know that that is the definite exact day? You know, they don't say like it's in the vicinity, give or take, roughly. They brand it right into the side of the cart and then they, That's your goddamn day right there. Oh, don't screw with us. We know what day is the final day. And then it is so over. <laughs> you ever have milk the day after the day? It scares the hell out of you, doesn't it? <laughs> the spoon is trembling as it comes out of the bowl. It's after the day, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. I don't know why I'm doing this. I smelled it, you smell it. What is it supposed to smell like? I never smelled milk!
Maybe the cows tip them off when they're milking them. July 3rd. So I go to that checkout line. I really appreciate the rubber divider sticks that are available on checkout lines. I think this is a nice little supermarket feature. So you want your items and you want a little property there too. So you, I don't want other people's items fraternizing with my carefully selected items. Put your sticks down. There's two ways to use the rubber divider stick. You can put it on the conveyor belt or you can hold it there in your hand. It also works like that. Just go, excuse me, those potato chips are getting a little close to my box of donuts over there. <laughs> See that corner of that bag kind of curling up against the side of the box? I'm a little worried about that. <laughs> you paying attention to me? <laughs> so there was a young lady in front of me the other day. Her total was $3. She chose to pay by the use of the check. <laughs> what is with the chicks and the checks? Women are using way more checks than men. Are you aware of this, guys? Outside of, I think, bills, men write like two, three checks a month. Women go through like a book a day. <laughs> and you know how you are when you're on the supermarket line anyway. You see the person in front of you pull out a check and you... But if it is a woman in front of you that's writing out the check, you will not be waiting long because women write out so many checks. They are so fluent in the procedures of checking and check writing. It takes them two seconds and they're out of there. It's the one thing in their purse they can find immediately. It's the checkbook. The most difficult thing for women to find in their purse is keys. They have no idea where the keys are. Sometimes they have to dump it out, rake through it. But the checkbook, they got that. That comes out of a holster. Who do I make it out to? Here's my ID. See you later. You don't see men doing that. Men are totally intimidated by the check. To a man, a check is like a note from your mother that, that says, I don't have any money, but if you contact these people, they'll stick up for me. I gave my money to these people here. And then they gave me these. Is that worth anything at all? I put my name on it and the amount of money that I wish I had. You gotta beg this guy to trust you. And even if he does trust you, how much do you trust him in return? Not very much. Because when you write out the dollar amount on the check, you always put that long line all the way down. So he can't write in and a hundred million dollars too. I think if you don't finish the line, you have to pay that money. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Well, there's Smoke and George tickling the ivories. Let me know it's time to wrap up another edition of the Tom Sumner program and head on down the hall to the living room. 
But I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Armchair Politics. We're going to kick off the show tomorrow with uh, economist Chris Douglas. Jan Worth Nelson joining the roundtable. Thanks to my guests today, this last hour, Dr. Vicki Peterson. Before that, uh, author of I Can See Clearly, James Cusimano. And uh, we started off with Dr. Martin Miner. Good night, everybody. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.